Well, good evening again. As, as Garrett just mentioned, my name is, is Gordy, and I'm, I'm glad that we're here. Um, we're going we're gonna to spend the rest of our time in the book of Colossians, but before we do that, I'd actually like to pray once more. So would you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight and just this time that we have together. I pray that you would bless the rest of our time. And uh, we thank you for your word and for preserving it and giving it to us to learn from so that we can, yeah, Lord, apply, apply the truths to our lives. So I just pray that you would help us now, um, give us minds to understand, and um, yeah, just minds to understand your truths, specifically in Colossians, that we would learn how to put on love as a body. Um, so we commit this time to you. It's, it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. So as I just mentioned, we'll be in Colossians. If you guys have your Bibles, you can, you can go ahead and turn there. Um, we'll be in, in Colossians chapter 3, specifically. So if you've been coming with us, you'll know that we have, we've been working through chapter 3, uh, kind of verse by verse. So we'll be in chapter 3. I'll read from there now, and we're actually going to be looking at just one verse. It'll be verse 14. But for a little bit of context, I do want to read from verse 12, just to give us a little bit of a flow and a little bit of an idea. So... Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Verse 14. And above all these, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So when I first became a Christian, I actually spent a lot of time in this chapter, specifically Colossians chapter 3. This was just a chapter that was special to me. I think somewhat similar to the church in in Colossae. I was new in my faith and and still growing in my faith and and learning how to walk well with the Lord. And I still am growing. That's not to say I'm, I'm done growing, but it was just, it was a passage that I spent a lot of time in. But if I'm being completely honest, I think verse 14 is, is a verse that I didn't pay much attention to. I spent a lot of time in 12 and 13, you know, as a new Christian, uh, verses about humility and meekness and patience. So f- over the past few weeks leading up to, to tonight, it's, it's been great for me just to kind of come to terms with, with verse 14, that it it really is a great verse. It, it could be one of the best verses, and at least the most important verses in, in the chapter. And, and according to Paul, love is the most important virtue for Christians to put on. He says, again, above all of these, put on love. And that's because, again, according to verse 14, it, it binds everything together in perfect harmony. So I just want to spend the rest of our time, the next few minutes, looking at how love binds us together as Christians. There's obviously many ways that love binds us together, but for tonight we'll look at two specifically that are important and, and yes, yeah, specific. Number one, gospel love binds God's people together in harmony. It binds God's people together in harmony. And then number two, gospel love builds up God's people together in community. So number one, gospel love binds God's people together in harmony. Throughout the entire book of Colossians, and really his entire letter, Paul is is making it clear to the church that love is to be a priority. Love is to be something to be strived after and and, and maintained above all else. So we see that probably most obviously in verse 14, but there are other areas that it pops up as well. So one one that stuck out to me is is in chapter 1. So if you flip over one page to to chapter 1 in verses 3 and 4, 
Paul, he's, he's giving thanks, and he says, starting with verse 3, we, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints. So Paul is thanking God for his, his saving grace among the Colossians, but he immediately follows that with gratitude for their love. So, so of course, the most important thing is their faith that they are saved, they've become Christians. But in Paul's mind, a close second is, it seems to be, it is a love that marks this church. And that's something that's important to Paul. It's something he continues to come back to. And, and I think you'll find it in different areas. But I, in, in chapter 3, verse 14, is where he really, really drives it home. So that's where we're looking tonight. He says again, above all of these, put on love. That's where he really, he really makes the point. So, so that was interesting, and the language that, that Paul uses in verse 14 is, is also something that's interesting. If you notice, he says to put on, and that verb, that translates to, to clothe yourselves. So to put on or to clothe, clothe yourselves literally like a garment. And that suggests, that phrasing of to put on suggests a couple of different things. First of all, that we are to put on something, that we are to put on something for everybody to see. But secondly, there is, it suggests that there is, there is effort required on our part that we are to be intentional to put on, to put on something. Uh, we're commanded to do something that is not already done. We're commanded to put on. And so I think that is something that we can all relate to in, in some regard if you think about it. So, so every morning, right, we, we wake up and we put on our clothing. We don't, we don't wake up and our, our clothing doesn't put itself onto us. We make the effort to put on our clothing. And we've done it so many times that it's just become natural, at least for me. It's become natural. It's something that I, I don't really give a second thought to anymore. We, we, just, we just put our clothes on. So some days, yes, you'll give it more thought. Maybe you have an event that you're going to or you, you have something you have to put, put. You give it a little more thought. But the bottom line is we, we wouldn't think twice about leaving home without our clothes on. And we're thankful for that tonight. I'm thankful for that being here. I think we're all thankful for that. So that is how we are to be with love. That's how we should strive to be with love. Love should be so natural to us that, that we, are, we are constantly making the effort to put it on, that it should just be our natural garment at all times. We should remember Paul's exhortation to, to wear a garment of love, but also remember that that garment will not put itself on. There is an intentional effort that is required on our part. We are commanded to put on love in verse 14. But what does it mean to put on love? That can seem a little ambiguous and, and probably difficult to define what that actually looks like for Christians to put on love. So we learn what kind of love it is by looking to God who, who loved us. First John 4, Chris read it earlier, First John chapter 4, verse 19 says, We love because he first loved us. And John, John chapter 3, verse 16, which is a, a verse that we all know well, says he loves us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins that we may be forgiven. So the Bible is clear that, that Christ is the full and most perfect demonstration of God's love for us, which that alone should cause us to put on love for one another. But it's not just loving one another that's a response to God's love for us. It, it is also, um, yeah, our, our love for one another points back to our loving Savior, really. Our love for others should encourage them that they are, are loved by God and are forgiven uh, in Christ, if in fact they are in Christ. So for Christians... Love reminds us that our sins are paid in full by a loving Lord through Christ. That's the gospel, and, and, and it's our, our, our love, our gospel love in response to that, that really binds us together as Christians. That binds God's people together. Because if we can successfully put on love for each other, 
as sinners, it is not by our own power. It is, it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we don't naturally love people. I know I don't naturally love everybody. And there are many ways that I fall short of that. But if I'm being honest, one, one way is that um, it's personally probably difficult for me at times to, to be intentional in relationships with people that are different than me, to carve out time to get to know them. That's just one example of many. And it looks different for everybody, but our love for each other as a church, it's, it's by the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and that ought to be a constant reminder that we, we are in Christ and we are sealed by the Holy Spirit together. So even, even our unconditional love for each other tonight, for those who are, are sitting next to us, uh, it should, we, we should be able to ask why. We, we know that we're sinful. We, we know that uh, we, we fall short, yet we have brothers and sisters around us who love us in spite of that. And that really should provoke us to ask why, and that's because God loved us. That is how God loved us in Christ. And that, that binds us together. That binds God's people together. So if we could be a church that's marked by love, we are also a church marked by a proper understanding of grace. So I just wanted to share, there is an excerpt from a, a sermon by Charles Spurgeon. And I know Delray loves Charles Spurgeon. I love Charles Spurgeon as well. But I just want to share one excerpt. I think it'll help here. He says, Christian, your religion claims your love. Christ loved you before you loved him. He loved you when there was nothing good in you. He loved you though you insulted him, though you despised him and rebelled against him. He has loved you right on and never ceased to love you. He has loved you in your backslidings and loved you out of them. He has loved you in your sins in your wickedness, in your folly. His loving heart was still eternally the same, and he shed his heart's blood to prove his love for you. He has given you what you want on earth and provided for you a habitation in heaven. Now, Christian, your religion claims from you that you should love as your master loved. How can you imitate him unless you love too? So that's important. As Christians, that's one of the most important truths that we could possibly remember that Christ loved us before we loved him. He loved us when there was nothing good in us. Romans 5, chapter 5, verse 8 says, But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So as, as a church body, how can Del Rey remember that truth together? Among other things, we can put on love for each other. So, so love binds everything to perfect, together in perfect harmony, but it, it certainly binds God's people together in harmony as well. But furthermore, and, and secondly, as I mentioned, gospel love builds up God's people together in, in community. It builds up God's people together in community. So it's not just God's people that love binds together in harmony. Paul is clear in verse 14 that it, it love binds everything together, and it does so in perfect harmony. So we have an image of love holding everything together in, in verse 14, and it, it, it comes at the tail end of of verses 12 and 13 of, of different virtues that Paul lists out. So I think Paul lists six or seven different virtues before he tells the Colossians to put on love in, in chapter 14. And that's because love is, is not just another virtue, but it is the supreme virtue that holds all of those other virtues together. So when Christians put on these qualities that are listed by Paul in verses 12 and 13, love is to be the bedrock of those qualities. So compassionate hearts, meekness, um, humility, all of those, none, none of those can, can flourish without love. 1 Corinthians 13 says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. 
So, so love is the supreme virtue that holds all of those virtues together. And, and not only does it hold those virtues together, but love also, as I said, builds up the church in, in community. So in the context of Paul's letter to the church in, in Colossae, these qualities that are, are listed here are specific. So from, from 12 to 13, those are specific qualities listed by Paul. And even in verses 5 to 11, they are what they are to put off and put to death in, in light of the fact that they've become Christians are, are laid out specifically by Paul because that is how a church will grow in Christ. That church at that time will grow in Christ. But it applies to us as well today. It is how we will grow as a church. So we know that we're not always going to, to succeed in, in putting these on. We know we're not always going to be quick to forgive or compassionate with those who are, are fighting different battles than us. But if we know that, we should at all times put on love for each other. It is love that will, will both encourage and enable our brothers and sisters in Christ in their capacity to put on those other qualities. So when a church body can put on love above all else, it, it will foster a, a growth in Christ. It will foster a community of growth in Christ because love binds everything together in, in perfect harmony and, and love also covers a multitude of sins. So I would, just personally reflecting on, on those points and, and putting some of this together, and I just want to share, I think that Delray Baptist is a church that puts on love very well. As I mentioned, I've, I've been coming here for about a year, and I think that manifests itself in, in a lot of different ways. But I've been specifically encouraged by, uh, and we just talked about it, but, but the amount of people that share their testimonies and, and are intentional about that, but also asking other people to share their testimonies so they can learn about their backgrounds and where they're coming from so as to love them better. Or, or even, we also talked about it earlier, just the, the family conversations that we have. So Friday night we had a Race and Grace conversation and just, just having an event to listen and to pray together um, about the realities that yeah, the different members of our family are facing in the community. So I think, I think Del Rey is a, is a church that is marked by love. I think we have a very diverse church body, which allows us to love each other well. But I also believe that that diversity is going to provide even more opportunity to love each other well. Because of that diversity, we have, we have even more opportunity. So just, just want to encourage you, there's, there's, we could... We could come up with a list, a long list, but I think for me and, and for those who are single, there's a lot of large families at Del Rey, so finding a family that you could plug into and serve and support them, or even as the church grows, as Del Rey grows in numbers, finding a new member, welcoming them in, getting to know them, or even in light of, of Friday night, uh, the, the family conversation that we had, finding somebody who has a different background, a, a different ethnicity, whatever it may be, and just spending time with them. So... Delray is a church that I think puts on love well and just want to encourage us to, to continue to put on love as, as well. But our love should extend outside of the church as well. So there's a lot going on in the world. And, and everybody in here has unique circumstances and, and relationships. So, so to, yeah, to reach a non-believing world outside of the church in love. And, and I'll just close here. But the last time that we were together, Baba Tunde talked a little bit about the Christian life being, being a reflection of God's character. And he asked a question, he posed a question, how, how will a watching world know my people, if, if the Lord were to ask that question? And, and in John chapter 13, we find the answer, verse, verse 35, By this all people will know that you are my, my disciples, if you have love for one another. So it could be, you know, three days from now on, on Wednesday, after an election, unlike any other election, putting on love, where there's, it's probably more popular to put on hate. 
It could be just a continual process of, of getting to know somebody that's different from a different background. Whatever, whatever it may be, whether that it's, it's one of those or something else, I think either way, as a church, we should, we should strive to be bound in love and in peace in a way that really makes God look, look glorious. So we just encourage you that in light of that, that, that um, we should put on love above all else, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for us and for loving us even when there was nothing good in us and for showing us that love perfectly through Christ. So I pray that we would love each other well um, as, a, as a church, that our love would point back to you and to your son who came into the world and died and died for our sins. I pray you would open up opportunities for each of us to love uh, going forward and, and going forward into this week. So Uh, Thank you for loving us. We pray that we would respond accordingly, and we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.